This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome back to the Blood Red podcast and to the latest edition of the Under the Radar show. I'm Matt Addison, here as we take an in-depth look at a player who's been linked with Liverpool over the last few months and is a possible solution to their defensive woes. If you want to find out more about the Red Bull group in general, ahead of the second leg of Liverpool's Champions League last 16 tie, we did a special podcast on that, which you can find wherever you got this one from, if you missed it first time around. But on this show, we're going to take a look at Ibrahima Konate, the 21-year-old French central defender at RB Leipzig. Diotupo Meccano is, of course, off the table now ahead of the summer, as he'll be heading to Bayern Munich. But Konate is another one who's possibly going to be on the move too, and is very much highly rated. I'll be joined first by Guido Schaefer, a former teammate of Jurgen Klopp's, who's now an RB Leipzig journalist for local newspaper Leipziger Volkszeitung, before I then speak to tactics writer and analyst Josh Williams. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Guido, thanks for, for joining me. We're here to talk, as I say, about Ibrahim Kanate, the RB Leipzig centre-back. I suppose, first of all, we should talk about his release clause this summer. Could you tell us how much that release clause is and, and maybe whether that would be good value for, for anybody that, that might be interested? I don't know it exactly, uh, my friend. I think it's for 40 million bucks, 40 million euros. Uh, but um, also, it's it's for, for me, it's for sure that uh, he will he will stay in, in Leipzig. He's very very important for for RB Leipzig for the future because the leaving of Dayo Upamecano, Dayo will join uh, Bayern Munich, and uh, therefore in Leipzig they they need Ibrahima um, Konate, uh, and I'm sure he will he will stay in, in Leipzig by RB Leipzig. If the, the release clause is met, though, the, there is the option for him to leave. If it is 40 million, is that a, a good price for, for the player? Yes, yes, it's a good price for the player. He's, he's only 21 years old and he's, he's a famous, famous guy. Not famous, famous is, a, is not the right word. He's, he's, uh, he's as good as Dario Upamecano when he is fit. But uh, uh, Ibrahima has one problem, and this is the problem with the, with the injuries. Uh, he, he hadn't serious injury one or a half year ago and uh, afterwards he, he never come in his in his uh, real shape and now he's fit now but he's not 100% fit and he needs practice uh, but um, he's he's a very very tough player he's tall high and uh, and also fast and a good technique and a good view of the match and i think he's a little bit um, virtual van dijk a little bit <laughs> yeah, that's a, a big comparison, I think. I mean, yes, you mentioned there the, the injury situation and he's missed a lot of the last two seasons with yes. injuries. Would that be a worry, do you think, for somebody trying to, to buy him? Or is those, are those injuries just unlucky or are those injuries something that might happen again? Unlucky injuries also. It was one big injury. It was a problem with the hip. And uh, it's it's a worry. I think so. It's a worry for other other clubs. They will see um, that uh, that he bring his his performance and he 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 play. And in this moment, he's not playing. He's not in the squad. And he needs practice and he needs self confidence and confidence in his body. And I think uh, Julian Nagelsmann is the right man to give him this uh, practice and also confidence in his in his uh, healthy in his, his body. And uh, when when he's playing. Uh, Ibrahim, he, he played 
very well. But uh, you, you said it; he he missed forty matches in in the last uh, three years. Uh, he made sixty-one. He had sixty-one appearances and forty matches he missed because of injuries. But is he's a, 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 live, a lovely guy also. He's the the chief from the the boss in a positive way from the French connection in the squad from RB Leipzig in the cabin on the field and a very intelligent guy and he, he learned uh, German uh, as fast as other no other guy and brilliant guy and also a brilliant uh, player when he's fit. If Liverpool were interested in him, do you think he would choose to move to a club that wasn't maybe in the Champions League next season because that's maybe looking at a little bit unlikely for Liverpool? Oh, I don't know. If uh, Jurgen Klopp will call him and said, Ibrahima, come to the Anfield Road, I think he would say yes. Yes, I will, Klopp. Oh, yes, I will is, is the, one of the most famous clubs in the world. Also, yes, the, the crisis in this moment is not, is not nice for, for Liverpool, for the Reds and for Kloppo. But uh, yes, I think is when Kloppo said, come to us, come to the Anfield Road, then Ibrahima... Yes, he, he would say, yes, Jürgen, I want it. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed uh, Ralph Ranić a few years ago had suggested that maybe Canate could play for Real Madrid or, or Barcelona. Yes. Lots of, of big clubs. I mean, are there, are there other clubs looking at Canate, do you think? I think there are many club, clubs are watching Canate, but uh, also they, they, it's one, one great reason to say, Yes or no is is the fitness and and also the the cont continuity. I don't know the English word in German. We said continuität. He has to be fit. He has to play every match. It's it's very important for a player, also for a coach, that you say this this player is a player. He plays every match, every week. He's fit. And uh, this time it's it's not possible to uh, to plan with with Ibrahima Konate for for a whole season and. Therefore, I think he will he will stay in Leipzig to continue to to uh, to play to to get back his his strength his his power and the self confidence and in in one year he can also uh, uh, choose Liverpool or Barcelona or Real Madrid. The potential is very high class, very high class potential. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is the only reason that he's maybe not played because of the injuries. If if he was fit, would he? 100% being the, the Leipzig team? Yes, yes, yes. When he was fit, he, he played. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a, a, a top top class player. For, for anybody who's, who's who's maybe not seen a lot of him, what would you say are, are his strengths or, or weaknesses? Oh, he has a great body, a great athlete. He's, he's fast. There's a good, good speed in, in his match and, uh, and, and there's no bad tackles. Also a tackle, okay, but no silly tackles. Very intelligent player, also technical, good player. And uh, I told you a, a good view of the, of the pitch, of the field and a good pass. He passes uh, good and I think it's, it's a package, it's, it's a potential world-class package. I think that's that's very important, isn't it? The uh, the ability with the ball, you know, the, yes. the passing, the distribution. Yes. Is yes. is that something he's he's really good at? Yes, he's really good in this. Uh, this is the also the, the the game from the match from from Julian Nagelsmann. He he wants players who can who are able to to handle with the ball, who are able to pass uh, also in the defense, and 
Konate um, is the is the right player for for such teams, also for Liverpool. It, and would it help? Do you think that he's obviously played under Julian Nagelsmann? There's yes. a similarity, I think, between Nagelsmann and, and the way that Klopp plays, maybe. Yes, I think so. Also, they they want to they want to play football. They want to play football, and uh, and uh, Ibrahima is the the right player for defense player who who is able to make as as a as a, as a uh, regisseur or a game maker in the in the defense. He can play in the in the midfield with good passes and no faults and yes. But he isn't in in one hundred percent shape. And when you're not in uh, in, the, in, a, in your best shape, you make also faults and you're not confident in your match and yes, in your abilities. We've spoken a lot about Upamecano a lot over the last few months. You mentioned that he's sort of a similar sort of player at a similar level of ability is the only reason that we're not maybe talking about Kanate as much because he's been injured if he was fit do you think we'd we'd see Upamecano and, and Kanate at the same level yes yes I think they're absolutely at the same level perhaps uh, Upamecano is a little more uh, only a little piece more power in the in the in, in the speed He's, I think, he's a, one of the fastest players in the in the Bundesliga, uh, Upamecano, and also in the first ten or fifteen uh, meters, he's, he's extremely fast. And uh, this is perhaps a little advantage uh, in comparison to Konate, but he's also he's also fast. And um, also in in one hundred meter, I think Konate is the fastest man in the squad from RB Leipzig. And just to, to finish, then obviously, I'm sure you've seen a lot of, of Ozan Kabak when he was at Schalke, obviously now yes. at Liverpool. There's a, obviously a, a chance for Liverpool to, to buy Kabak in the summer for, for 18 million. How would you compare Kabak to, to someone like Konate? Well, they're both young players. Uh, uh, Kabak is, a, is also a, a good player. Uh, I, I saw him a lot of times here in the Bundesliga. He's very powerful and good mentality. And, uh, and I think... Uh, uh, 18 million dollar uh, dollar uh, euro is a good price for this player he's also very very uh, powerful and uh, and the the mentality is is uh, world class from from Kabak uh, and i think he's he's not in his, his best uh, performance now but um, i think uh, he's a, he, he could be a good player for for Jurgen Klopp in the future but if you were to, to choose maybe between going for, for Kabak or, or maybe going for Kanate or, or somebody else, do you think Liverpool can, can do better than Kabak or, or do you think for 18 million that would be a good price and, and they should go for him? A fit Kanate is, I think, uh, quite better than, than Kabak. A yeah. fit. A, a top fit. fit. Yes. yes. A fit version, yes. Yes. And Liverpool certainly uh, know enough about injuries to, to make that decision, I think. So, uh, yeah, Guido, thank you very much for, for joining me. Really appreciate your time this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And I'm now joined by tactics and scouting writer Josh Williams of the Analyzing Anfield podcast. Thanks for, for joining me, Josh. First and foremost, how much of a, a big fan of, of Ibrahim Ekanate are you? Yeah, I'm a fan. I am aware of him. Um, I must admit, there's, there seems to be kind of like a, a bit of a split base as to who prefers Diogo Pamacano and who prefers Canate in um, Leipzig's defence. I must admit, I am more in the Upamecano uh, side. 
I do think both of them are quality defenders. Both of them have really high ceilings, and um, the two of them have, I think, translatable qualities to a team a dominant side like Liverpool. So, yeah, both understandably on my radar, and it'll be interesting to see where they where they end up. Obviously, Upamecano is going to Bayern Munich, but I think Canate is yet to get his big move. Yeah, I mean, it, he seems to to have a lot of of strengths that you would associate with a Liverpool centre back when you think of him being fast. He, he's strong. He's tall. He seems to have a lot of things that you might look at for Liverpool and go, "Well, he ticks a, a lot of boxes for them." Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it, it's it's no coincidence that Liverpool have fell off a cliff really as the season's progressed because of the you know the central defence problem and the ripple effect of that. And, I think it's it's generally really difficult for a team like Liverpool, a really dominant side that play really risky football, to to identify a top centre back. You know, if you look over at Manchester City, for example, similar brand of football in terms of the proactive nature and attacking football and all that sort of stuff. And if you think of the number of centre backs they've got wrong over the years, it kind of sums it up really. So, to be a Liverpool defender, you know, just imagine that the responsibility on your shoulders, defending on the halfway line with so much space in behind um, at these top clubs as well. The central defenders tend to see more of the ball than the, the attacking players, for example. So they need to be comfortable in the possession. Otherwise, we encounter problems when we're trying to break down a block, such as what we're facing now. They obviously need to be good at set pieces as well. They need to be useful from set pieces because that's another way that Liverpool tends to get, get leads. Um, so they just need to be generally really complete well-rounded players with very few weaknesses hence why it's really difficult to find these players and hence why van dyke was kind of a bit of a unicorn if you like because he, of, of the, the few weaknesses that he does possess and i think canate is quite far from van dyke at the minute um but he's still 21 years old and as i said his, his potential ceiling is really high liverpool were obviously linked with uh Coletica, uh marseille in, in january it sort of seemed like he was the one that they wanted ahead of, of ozan kabak i mean how would you compare him to, to canate are his strengths sort of similar would you say is it a case of, of liverpool are looking to to try and replicate the sort of strengths of van dyke as much as they can going forward yeah well based on the, the center back that liverpool tend to be linked with it's it's quite clear the the um the criteria that each center back has to meet really it's not just kind of a scatter going approach like i think i think say for example a few seasons ago united were linked with manchester united that is were linked with a right back and the first target was adam Bissaka, and the second target was max adams now they both tick the young english box but in terms of style of play, they're both really, really different. So I, I, I questioned that at the time. But if you look at Liverpool's centre-backs and who they tend to target, they all are in roughly the same mould. Um, and I think Canate and, and Coletta Carr, you could probably stress the same. Um, both really, really strong in the air, which is integral, really, when you're playing a high-pressing game because uh, the solution that most opponents tend to come up with when they're pressed high in their own defensive third is to just hit long. And if Liverpool's centre-back fails to win that initial aerial duel, then it, you can encounter some problems and it, it, you don't, you're unable to restart the, the next wave of attack as quickly if that aerial duel isn't won. So that's obviously something that the two players share. Um, I do think Coletta Carr is better on the ball. I think he's more inclined to play, let's say, Van Dijk-style passes. Um, I think he's got a wider passing range. Um, and I think maybe... I think on the pace side, it's always difficult to get 
a big physical centre-back who's also quick across the ground. I think both of them are reasonable in that department. I don't think anything special. But as I said, that's that's quite a tricky thing to come across, to come across a player who's physically imposing while also being fast. So, yeah, I think I think generally, as, as is usually the case with Liverpool centre-backs, they, they tick the same types of boxes, really. And there's obviously Kabak to, to throw into that mix as well. Liverpool could potentially pay 18 million for, for him in the summer. I mean, it's it's harsh and, and quite difficult to, to judge him on what we've seen so far. But I think, you know, the, the other two centre-backs would cost a little bit more. Is it a case that we've seen on the evidence so far this season that Liverpool probably need to go and spend a little bit more, maybe get a, a Coletta car in the summer, maybe a Canate, rather than stick with Kabak? Is it almost a case of you almost get what you pay for in that sort of area. Yeah, I personally would. I personally would pay a little bit more, I think. I think Liverpool are at the, the end of the food chain now, whereby Liverpool can just target players that are absolutely ready-made to just win. Um, and, they, and they don't really have to go through any real learning period. Um, with the odd exception, of course, where, where you can save a little bit of money signing the likes of Joe Gomez before his time and Harvey Elliott and players like that. But generally, you know, I've seen the odd person state that why weren't Liverpool aware of Van Dijk when he was at Celtic sort of thing. And I think I would probably argue Liverpool were. But I think, as I said, the, the food chain type thing, Liverpool don't need to buy that player until he's complete, until, until he's ready, until all his maturity has been done behind the scenes. If you look at Mohamed Salah, for example. Chelsea went and signed a Mohamed Salah that essentially weren't ready. He then went to Fiorentina. He went to West Roma, and by the time he came to Liverpool, I think his actual words were he's he's become a man in that period. Um, so I think it's it makes a lot of sense for Liverpool to sign players who are basically entering the peak, and they can then spend those peak years at Anfield winning silverware. And I think in terms of Kabach, he's clearly got a high ceiling. I mean, he's he's coping better with Liverpool's um, responsibilities than a typical 19, 20 year old would. Most twenty-year-olds will get shown up. Um, you could argue he has been in the odd little moments, I suppose, but it's it's a product of what's happening at Anfield at the moment. But in terms of Canate, Canate still as well is only twenty-one. So in the in terms of Coletta Carr, he's closer to the twenty-five-year-old type bracket, and that's that's from my from my perspective, that's what I have more of an interest in targeting. Just players that have still got steps to make, still got a level to achieve, but. All the, the lessons, or most of the lessons at least, let's say, have been learned and the development has happened. Um, and they can then uh, reach that winning period of their career at Anfield, hopefully. And just finally then, I think one big concern for me in terms of Canate specifically would be the injuries. I think he's missed around 60% of the last two seasons. So not even just over the course of one season, it's gone on a lot longer than that. A couple of different injuries. I think one was a knee and one was a hip or, or something along those lines. I mean, would that be a big concern for Liverpool? We know, of course, the injury situation this season has been what has hampered them. Would Liverpool, do you think, be put off Canate because of, of his history, really, of, of missing a lot of football? Yeah, I think massive concern. I think especially at the moment, you know, you look at Liverpool's current problem, all three of the centre-backs currently out with long-term issues. We hope that when Van Dijk gets back, he should return to former levels in terms of very rarely getting injured. But I think Gomez and Matic will always have that attached to them. And I think for Liverpool to sign a centre-back in the summer and to go and buy a player who looks equally as injury-prone 
as Gomez and Massive at the moment. It's just it's too much of a risk. It's not really worth taking. Um, and with him being 21 years old, I think Liverpool can still keep an eye on him and hope that maybe by the time he turns around 24-ish, hopefully his injuries are behind him then and he's, he's showcased a period of consistency on the field without encountering problems because I think I think it's it's shown, evidence has shown that it sounds really basic, but the, the biggest indicator of future injuries is past injuries. And it, it sounds really basic, as I said, but that's, that's generally an indicator. And in Canate's case, it could be a, a case of signing a player there for upwards of 30 million plus and he comes in and you'd encounter similar problems that we've encountered this year because he, he, he's not on the pitch enough. So for me, that's a massive, a massive tick box that he doesn't yet tick uh, for Liverpool centre-back. And for that reason, I think he's he's probably unlikely to sign, certainly this summer. Yeah, I'm sure Liverpool will be after a centre-back, but it's going to be interesting to see which one they end up going for. Hopefully that's given you a little bit of insight into one of the, the players that could well be placed, uh, could well be playing against Liverpool, of course, in Budapest, or at least his team will be. I think he might actually be injured at this moment in time. But uh, from myself, Matt Addison, and my guests, Guido Schaefer and Josh Williams, until next time, enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.